Hello, friend. Micah McCurry here with Bible Tract Echoes. Thank you so much for listening today. You know, there was a thought yesterday on the broadcast that I realized came and went before I could even uh, kind of form words around it. And so I'm going to remind you of it yesterday. It was something that Paul Levine said. I wrote it down because I wanted to make sure I held on to it for today's broadcast. He said this. What a thought this is. He said, we are, Paul Levine speaking in 1979. It's not even the topic of the message, but it just got me. He said this, we are only as good a Christians as we are at home. Let me pause for just a moment here. I know this isn't the thought, the theme really of the entirety of this week, but can you just pause for a second and think about this? It struck me right between the eyes. I hope it does you as well. We are only as good a Christians as we are at home. Think about that. Husbands, what kind of Christian would your wife truly say you are? I'm asking the question for myself as well. I'm not just asking you, my listener. Oh, what if our children could get this microphone and talk to the 100-plus radio uh, um, stations that this program plays on? You know, I've had my daughters, Emmy and Lucy, on this program before. As I stop and think about that, if I just gave them unrestricted and unfiltered access and asked them questions about their daddy, about me... What would they say? I think that's a legitimate question for me to ask you and for you to ask me. Friend, let's be very careful about how much chaff we exhibit in our home. Those that know us best know us at our worst, don't they? Let's be very careful of that. Today on the broadcast, Dr. Paul begins with an illustration about the man of God in the Bible. 1 Kings chapter 17 is our first introduction to him. But a man named Elijah. He's going to talk about some circumstances that Elijah dealt with in his life that I want you to think about and maybe apply to your life as well. Today we're listening to a broadcast from Dr. Paul Levine, from all the way back in 1979, he was preaching to a large group of teenagers, but I believe what he says will apply to you and me today. The title is this, Peter in the Sifter. Peter in the Sifter. What does that mean? Well, you have to listen to learn about that, but the theme, the thought that I want you to grab onto today is this, there's no telling what you might do. There is no telling what you might do under the right, or should I say, the wrong circumstances. Listen today as Dr. Paul Levine preaches to us for just these next few moments. Lend him your ears. Thank you so much for listening. Now, Dr. Paul Levine. You know, the devil never lets up. If you'd have gone to Elijah and you'd have said, Elijah... Believe it or not, but there's coming a day when you are going to run like a scared rabbit from a woman. He laughed at you. He'd say, run that through again, will you? I don't think I heard it right. Okay, just run it through again. The day is going to come when you, Elijah, you, the brave man Elijah, you are going to run like a scared jackrabbit from one woman. No. 
Not I. Oh, sir, I'm not afraid of any women. Fact is, I'm not afraid of any man. And he wasn't. He chopped the heads of a four, off of 450 of them, as we learned yesterday. But after that, after chopping the heads off of 450 prophets of Baal, then he finds out that the one woman, Jezebel, is after his hide. Did he run? Did he run? Boy, did he run. He ran until he couldn't run anymore. And then he, when he couldn't run anymore, he sat down under a, a juniper tree and he said, Now, Lord, I, I hope you're going to let me die. Because if you don't let me die, old Jezebel's going to catch up with me. She's going to kill me. And they're going to put that in the paper that Elijah was killed by a woman. And then old Walter Conkright will have a big time, man. He'll tell everybody on television about that. And the radio boys will have fun. And Time Magazine will pick it up. And they'll tell all about it. Oh, Lord, I don't want some woman to kill me. You just take me home. See? And he did run from a woman. I wonder if that tells us something. I wonder if that means that if you get one real mean woman after you, that's worse than having 450 men. <laughs> that one woman scared him more than those 450 men did. See, the devil, here's what the devil does. The, the devil will attack you not at your weak point, but at your strong point. And if he can get you to fail at your strong point, he's got you. What was the, what was the thing about old Elijah? It was bravery, it was courage, it was manhood, it was strength. And the devil got him to run from one woman. But you didn't, he'd have never believed it if you'd have told him ahead of time. What I'm trying to say is no telling what you might do or I might do if we don't stay in fellowship with God because the devil's out to destroy your testimony is out to destroy mine. By the way, you remember that it says, I believe it's Numbers chapter 12, that Moses was the meekest man on earth. Isn't that something to say about a, a leader, a boss man, a man heading up between two and three million people and leading them from Egypt towards the promised land? And the Bible says he's the meekest man in the world. Now, he, he must have been a firm man, a strong man, but he was meek. He didn't blow his top all the time. Now, if you'd have gone to Moses and said, Moses, you know, Johnny, where are you heading for, Moses? I'm heading for the promised land. You leading all these people? Yeah, we're going to promised land. How soon you expect to be there? Well, not very long. We're going to promised land. Got God's promise. Going to promised land. Moses, you're not going to make it. What? You say, I'm not going to make it to the promised land? That's right. You are not going to make it to the promised land. The crowd you're leading, they're not going to make it either, except just uh, a few. Just uh, Caleb and, and Joshua, they're going to make it. But you're not going to make it. The people aren't going to make it. And Moses... Do you mind telling me why I'm not going to make it in the promised land? And guess what the man says? Because you, Moses, are going to blow your top in a fit of anger. <laughs> Moses, uh, Moses would say to you, have you ever read the book of Numbers, chapter 12? <laughs> well, yes, what does it say in Numbers, chapter 12? And Moses would say, in Numbers, chapter 12, God says, I'm the meekest man in the world. What do you mean I'm going to get? mad and blow my stack. That's what you're going to do. You're going to get mad and blow your stack, and because you blow your top, you are not going to get down into the prom up into the promised land. And Moses says, don't you know I'm very meek? And the other fellow says, you're going to be a whole lot meeker too before this is over with. Now, did the devil... I wonder what the people of Israel thought when they saw Moses blow his stack that day. What do people think when they see Christians getting mad and stomp around like little kids and yell and holler and scream and cuss and act like a fool because they got no control over their tempers? 
I've heard people brag about their tempers. Boy, if you've got a temper that explodes and your wife's scared to death of you and your kids are scared to death of you because you explode with a violent, ungovernable, unholy, wicked temper, don't brag about that. Weep over it. Here's the meekest man in the world. And how did the devil attack him? On his strong point. And he got him to blow his staff. You remember how it happened, don't you? He was, he was told to smite the rock and he got water out of it, and they did. Then later on, they needed water again. And the next time, God said, don't smite the rock the second time. Because when you smote the rock the first time, that was a picture of Jesus Christ being smitten on the cross. And the Lord Jesus is only going to die once on the cross. So don't smite that rock the second time. That'll be just the same as if Jesus was going to be crucified twice. So this time, Moses, just speak to the rock. But Moses was angry. He got mad. And in a fit of anger, he disobeyed God and he smote the rock. They got the water all right. But he didn't get into Canaan. Now, that might, that, that's a very sad business. And uh, many a man has been destroyed right there. See, I don't know anything about you, and you don't know anything about me. You don't know how hot-headed I might be, and I don't know how hot-headed you are, but your wife knows. Does she see a lot of chaff when you get mad? And the moral won't start. The car battery's dead. When it rains, when you were going to go fishing... <coughs> Something else goes wrong, does she see the chaff? Or does she say, Boy, my husband, thank God, my husband doesn't blow his staff. And by the way, it doesn't do a whole lot of good, does it? Get mad if the weather's not right, or if the car is the tires flat. What good does it do to get mad? What does it what in the world good does it do to go up and kick the tire? Have you ever seen big strong men who ought to have some sense get mad and kick a car? I heard about a man one time got so mad. He lived in an upstairs apartment. He got so mad the television wasn't working right. He picked the television set and he had to clear down the steps. Now, you know what? That's baby stuff. Now, I don't know if that man's a professing Christian or not, but man, he sure had run over with a lot of chaff right there. But you see how the devil did it now? I wonder what all those people thought when Moses disobeyed God and hit that rock. I've got to ask, friend. I referenced this at the beginning of the program today, but how much chaff does your family see in your life? I think that's worth considering. You know, to harken back to something and that came up yesterday that I want to really double down on for just a moment, I'm going to ask you to pray for us. Pray for our ministry. Because there's no telling what the devil might want to do to Bible Tracks Incorporated. Do you think the devil is happy about the fact that we print, produce, and distribute millions of gospel tracks and put them around the world every year? I highly doubt it. You know, we do here at BTI. We take special precautions. You say that stuff, oh, it's old-fashioned. Friend, you do what you want. But we have cameras up in our building. We have specific rules and regulations about one man and one woman being in our building at the same time. You say, oh, what an old fogey you folks are there over there at BTI. Friend, I don't want to be sifted. I don't want to be unusable. I don't want to be led astray by the temptations of the flesh or by the devil. Can I tell you that God wants to use you too? The devil, though, he wants to make you unusable. Satan, he doesn't need you to be completely dirty and completely wrecked and completely made shipwreck of. No, no, he doesn't care 
as long as you're not in the center of God's will. You may be flirting with God's will. You may be on the outskirts of God's will. But as long as you're not in the middle of God's will, Satan couldn't care less. Now, does he want you to do egregious and gross and, and just massive sin? Oh, I'm sure he would make him pleased. But can I tell you, friend, that Satan desires to have you to sift you as wheat as Jesus told Peter in the book of Luke. Join us for the remainder of this week as we continue to dive into and are led into this subject by Dr. Paul Levine. I believe what we talk about for the last two days of this broadcast could and would and should be a help to you. Thank you so much for listening. My prayer is that you have a great day for His glory. Greatly appreciate your listenership. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.